0: everybody, welcome to Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network. I am your host, Mark, and today I'm joined by Justin Young and Tom McCullough from South of Eden. These guys are so much fun to have on the show that I'm going to go ahead and anoint them the newest comedy team in rock. They've got an EP out called The Talk and a full-length album on the way. They've also got some cool covers, either out or possibly on the way, or maybe they're just drawing album covers. I don't know, they're a little vague on that one. Now they give me the rundown on why they changed their name from Black Coffee to South of Eden, and they actually considered using the new originals, which is one reason why I love these guys. And if you know that reference, I love you too. I also get two sides of the same story where Justin thwarts a robbery with some consequences while touring. Follow them on social media; they're not hard to find. Follow us at Performance ANX. Subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like the shows we're putting out, feel free to check us out at ko ko-fi.com slash anxiety and buy us a cup of coffee no commitment necessary. Now get ready for South of Eden on Performance Anxiety, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Tom. I play the drums for South of Eden. I'm sitting here on Performance Anxiety Podcast with my good friend. What's yeah, your, what's your name, friend?
2: Oh hello, my name is Justin Young and I am the guitar player of the band South of Eden and you're listening to the Performance Anxiety Podcast. Thank you. Cheers. Is there a
3: writer
1: that you can do for interviews <laughs> yes. like that have to be able to cuss?
0: Yeah, exactly. That should be in 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 the first email. In hey, yeah, we'd love to have you on. Or we'd love to be on your show, but you know, we cuss a lot. Well, so we cuss be, a lot. Be prepared. I've been listening to the EP and I want awesome. to get into it. I I love it. I I think it's it's got a very unique sound, especially nowadays, cuz it's to me it sounds like the uh the stuff that I was listening to back when I was in high school in um uh, I don't know late 80s early 90s.
2: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So that's Thank you, man awesome thank you yeah
0: honestly the uh
1: that's that's really that's fucking great to hear honestly from somebody you know we love we love hearing that because our our fan base uh here that we played everywhere honestly it ranges drastically and uh yeah we so we've we've heard that we've heard that uh you know that like it sounds like the music i grew up on which is great because that's the music we grew up on that's awesome we did we were in high school in you know 20 you know, somewhere between, yeah, the 21st, the, yeah, yeah, the 21st <laughs> so we, were, yeah, but n- neither of us were really listening to Nicki Minaj and like, right, you right, know, right. Ariana Grande and stuff, but that's uh, good. I guess that's kind of where the sound came from. Cause I'm a, uh, well, we, we both are the, the original fanatics about like the way we record. Uh, we don't record to a click track. We recorded this album to tape when we go in and we record the tracks. Uh, we do, we we do it you know pretty much as they did it in the seventies. Like me, Nick, and uh, and Justin will go in there, lay down the bass, drums, and guitar, and then
2: we'll do vocals afterwards. Okay. and uh, I'll dub stuff like uh, well dub, yeah, I'll dub like we get yeah. like the you know tracks and stuff. And we'll go in and do solos and, and shit like that.
1: And that's the thing that I've always loved about like seventies music is there's it's because music in the sixties and before is really raw. Yeah, and and that's why that's why I love it. But then, when you get into the seventies, it's like this weird twilight. Seventies and early eighties. You should opinion. save
2: this for when we're when we're uh, on on. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh we're right. on,
0: on I'm st- I'm recording oh. already.
2: Oh, oh shit! Oh, man. I, I'm, sorry. On, man. I'm sorry. I didn't. I'm I didn't. No, no this, this
0: is cool. I mean, I go with the uh, the Neil Young theory of always record, record everything
2: yeah yep that's perfect yep yep absolutely for that reason i mean neil young I'm sorry, please continue <laughs> I, mean, I mean neil
1: there, there was this time in a history class and i this is because i've always been the geek with vintage music yeah well we both have but i in high school before i knew him i was the geek and uh so he pulled up rocking in the free world and i was like oh man this is a kick-ass song from the 70s and i'm like 14 right <laughs> and he's like he's like looks at me and he's like dude this song came out in like the 90s this yeah. is what are you about he's like thousand points of light which was uh george hw bush and i was like D- no you're wrong so i just die on this hill in front of my higher class uh who are all like dude tommy's the guy with long hair he's the rock dude he yeah. pulls it up it's like what 89 <laughs> not
2: nine, like yep.
1: 91 yeah, co- comple- yeah. completely <laughs> proves me wrong i'm like damn but what blew me away about that is because I loved that song my whole life and thought it was from the 70s. Wow. But it's recorded in the 90s and it doesn't sound like anything from the 90s. And that's no. because it's neat and he's that old school hippie get in a room, don't think too much, just hit the fucking record button and play,
0: you know? Yeah. Yo, yeah. You can. Crazy Horse doesn't change its sound. I mean, from. Even though it's gone through a few guitarists, it. Man, Crazy Horse just always sounds like Crazy Horse.
1: Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. I, mean, I I I love I love the bands like you know it's like Neil Young and Crazy Horse or like who is the uh who's the band we saw with Kenny Wayne Shepherd? Uh Double Trouble. Double yeah. Trouble. Oh like yeah,
0: Stevie Ray vaughn's original backing band. Yeah.
1: We, we saw uh this dude took me to Second Row
2: Van Halen. Uh, that's a crazy story. That, that's, a that's, a, that's, story. A whole, that's a great that's story. A whole, that's a great story. That's a whole story. chain of events. So really like, so this this was like 2015 so this was the last um, tour that they did and um, with DLL with a, yep with Dave and and so they were doing amphitheater tours during the summer and at the time I was like still in school and stuff and like I had I had like been working and um, got a pretty decent amount like a decent chunk on my tax returns I was like I don't have anything else to do with it I'm gonna blow it on Van Halen tickets. <laughs> nice <laughs> so I got so they' they they only played at red rocks amphitheater like one time in their career wow because they're really famous show in like i think 95 where they played in colorado but it wasn't at red rocks but it was an outside amphitheater and they were it was literally snowing like so you'll see pictures of the show and like they're playing outside and it's snowing wow but that was the only time that they had played at red rocks and i'd never been so i'm like i have to go so i was like have to go like get cheap seats just for the for that experience whatever oh yeah and then two weeks after that they were playing in cleveland at the um blossom music center and for that like i went all out i was like okay i'm getting like second row seats like right in front of eddie fucking vip i do like the whole like come in early and watch sound check and stuff and at the time i was seeing this girl and that you know, we all we'll save, we'll save that. We all know that, <laughs> I that happened. Was I just say he just,
0: right, Tom just you know, gave you
2: a look. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah. So oh, well, wait, wait, for the rest. Of that the crashed oh, and burned. And I'm, well, I can't. I don't have any. I don't have anybody to go see. Who am I gonna take to see Van Halen? And I'm like, you know, these. I can't. I'm not like gonna get my money back from this. I don't want to sell takes I want to take somebody for an experience. And I'm like, I gotta freaking take Tommy. I'm like, Tommy <laughs> has got freaking go Tommy's like the biggest Ludwig like drum fan uh, I've ever known Alex Alex Van Halen's played Ludwigs his whole career so Tom so that's like a big that's a big win Tommy oh yeah oh yeah I I love Alex Van Halen and I called you and you were like uh you were like oh man I I, like his the first words out of his mouth were like man I'd love to go but like I can't afford like front row Van Halen tickets and I was like (laughs) I was like no dude just like come with me and it was it was a i was great. i was working at a grocery store and i was concerned because i was like dude i don't
1: know if i can take monday off <laughs> and it, was, it was a wonderful scoundrel like teaching from the wise man just right. like bro screw work dude call <laughs> come him. to van halen man. and i was like dude you're right it was the craziest show i've ever seen yeah. Yeah,
2: it they, was crazy they call me old i'm only four years older than everybody in the band the great youngest ball. purple and Person in the band, which is he hop right, you're by two months, okay? Yeah, yeah, so they make me feel like the freaking awesome. Oh
0: man, well, the uh, guys just stick together because the longer you guys are together, the less that gap will mean.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, of oh
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well, but- well, no, dude, it'll never end though, because I don't care, I'll be 50. 50- six and he'll be turning 60 and i'll be like what's up
2: grandpa
0: i do that i do that with my sister-in-law she's like three or four months older than me and and i was like well you're always going to be older than me yeah. we may be the same age but technically you're a little older
1: technically you you were first yeah me, exactly me, two months to the day apart wow kills me with it. He's like, yeah, but I'm younger than you. I'm like, oh shut up, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Two months. <laughs> so how did today. you guys how did you guys first meet?
1: Well, uh my dad uh has played drums for like 30 years and he uh was in a band with this really killer uh now recording studio owner and producer Joe Veers here in Columbus. Okay. And so he he's a badass and I grew up with him and his kids and uh, Justin went to school with my older brother but moved away and I remember one day I got a text from my brother who was going to OSU at the time. And he was like, Hey man, I gave my number to this really killer guitar player. I know from school, like you should jam with him. And I literally texted him back. I was like, Nick, please don't give my number out to your stoner friends who sit around and play acoustic on the shoot. I
2: think it was, I, it it was, was to, be, to be specific, it was don't pour my number out. Yeah, don't out pour my number out. And I'm like
1: 15, right? Yeah. So, so like, no, he's in a band with Glenn and Bob Veers. And I was like, yo, hold up those guys are legit so we uh so we went over and jammed and that and i got in that band and we were in that band together for five years oh wow i, think.
2: I don't know that it was per, i don't know that it was necessarily that long it was dude it was it was a little bit i long think it time. was closer to like three going on four i don't think it was a full five years
0: we said okay? you know, somewhere between three and five
2: yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's how long we, or no fuck that's wrong i was like what i was yeah that's, that's a not, year like, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever four <laughs> years in one day that's what that's i'll get a me. year in a day <laughs>
1: the... <laughs> all right so come um, get... but, uh, but ehab and nick uh they played in a band together very similar situation they've known each other since they were little little kids okay and uh, so we were in this band and they were in that band and we knew each other through the scene and then uh old justin here <laughs> up and moved to boston on me oh. and he bro- broke up that original band.
2: I did not break up that original band.
1: Broke up the original band. No, I did not. <laughs> Do you remember what broke up the original band? Well, yeah, the singer quit. Okay,
2: yeah. So
0: the singer
2: quit and then he moved to Berkeley, like instantly. It was sure. I mean, but I mean, it was, yeah, it was all in the plan, but I was like trying to like promote and pump the the EP. We had just recorded and released like three months prior <laughs> to it, but yeah. <laughs>
1: so so he he goes to boston at the same time nick goes to boston and ehab hasn't played anything for like a year so i take the remnants of that band playing on henry that me and him were in and ehab comes in and sings and he sings with us for like eight months and then justin came back on winter break and uh that was the first time me him and ehab ever jammed oh and that was pretty banging
0: and did you guys know immediately there was there was something there
1: Yeah, it was it was that's what I'm saying. It was
2: like the first time ever that I've like played and just been like, boom, this is it. Oh, I mean, it was instantaneous because it was like for me, because I I was playing with all these like really crazy players at Berkeley, but they it was almost like there was too much emphasis on like just being by yourself and like practicing on your own for like eight hours a day Um, which probably there's nothing you can do but get better when you're shedding away by yourself which like i was really fortunate to have the opportunity to do but i was like man like who's playing shows like outside of like you know the two three little performances you have in your you know for your semester or whatever with you know in your ensembles and shit like there weren't really that many freaking guys going out and like playing in bands and trying to like actually really make, yeah, it was very, it was very surprising to me now. I mean, there were like the jazz cats, like there's always that scene and they always go out to the long jam nights at the certain spot on Tuesday nights. And then this spot on Thursday, you know, there's always that scene stuff, but like nobody really wanted to be in a rock band. Wow. So when I was back and I came home for that winter break, I was content. You know what I mean? I had like three semesters left. I was like, just going to ride it out and go get my degree and figure it out. But when we played together, it was like, I was, I was like, I have not had this much fun playing my instrument in years. It had literally been years at that point. And I wow. was like, something's something's off here. So luckily we all followed that feeling. <laughs> like, cause it led, i mean things that Good we things. haven't even i mean it's crazy you know we were just talking about a couple not too long ago about like like just certain little things will happen throughout the day or throughout the week and we'll be like could you imagine if you told like 14 year old tommy like he'd <laughs> be like okay yeah like cool like done made it like that's that's like <laughs> that's so it's top. like it's pretty unbelievable the stuff that's happened to us yeah
1: yeah it's 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 really it's really been a crazy ride and especially you know, we we went on with the three of us for a while under the name Black Coffee, and then we switched to South of Eden after we got Nick in on bass. Yeah, and it's just been a ever since ever since then, man, has been personal musicianship is going on a real fast track. And then like it feels like the songwriting and the stuff that we're coming up with is just like I, I'm I'm not I, I'm not a third person, so I can't say whether it's better <laughs> or not. But it's it's a it's a lot of fun to play. Like the shit that we're writing now is just the shit that we've been coming out with.
2: Yeah, it's it, always. Me, the- like, the yeah. next best thing to us you know what i mean it's always just like we it's it's been a little bit thrown off with this this year with the COVID stuff
0: but bet, yeah we,
2: we recorded these uh, that's a whole other thing <laughs> talk rambling okay <laughs> that's a whole other thing. this is like with our song that talk i mean ehab wrote those lyrics i mean the, oh, the, the in these trying times that was written in in the like, june, june of 2019, of 2019. Oh, wow. like, so like the, and it's just kind of like freaky how that kind of like happened, yeah. you know what I mean? And it was just like, okay, that's kind of crazy. So we, yeah. you know, we were in, in full steam ahead, like, you know, any other touring musician who's getting ready to tour this year, you know, like, okay, let's, let's go and rock this thing. And we're here. So we're, you know, still writing, obviously, but it's like, man, we have all this material that people haven't even heard yet. We have to go yeah. play all this stuff, which is yeah. so great because hopefully it translates, you know, live in the performances that were tight and, um, you know, it opens us up to, to not think, think as much and have fun right. with it.
0: Right. So how did you guys yep. um, meet up with Nick, the guy who ended up becoming your bassist?
2: Uh, well, like I said, him and
1: uh, him and Ehab played in, uh, in bands for all through high school and stuff. Yeah. Another tiny
2: little like detail, <laughs> the, the side note <laughs> detail in that is the fact that when, when I was in Boston for Berkeley, Nick was playing in a band in Boston because he had fought that he had followed guys that I went to school with who had also gone to, to Berkeley and they were like the only rock band there that was actually wow. playing out of Boston, but they all had their members and they were all no room for a. There's no three guitar players. Yeah.
1: So no Skynyrd stuff. Um, in Boston.
2: So, yeah, so, <laughs> so, so we were in Boston at the same time. Like it was, it was wow. just yeah. weird. So We came back like, you know, he he wasn't there in the beginning. I think he might have probably played back four, and four or five months. Maybe, yeah, maybe in a, probably another semester for so probably like six months or something yeah. like that. But yeah, um, but a yeah. So there was, was always months. that. Well, no, but yeah, you figure for like moving out, all no. that shit. I mean, if you're there, anyways. So <laughs> yeah, there there was always that 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 uh, high school connection between him and Ehab and them playing in bands together, and and he well you know he's like we had always kind of coveted him like looked at him as like one of the best bass you know, players in columbus yeah. Was around, it was like, yeah fit the image like he yeah. we're he, he plays awesome he's got great tone he's got great feel and like just to have a we were because the, the three of us tommy Ehab and i were so tight in such like a not only just like in a, a music way but just as people and as friends like it, it just made sense it's like okay This is somebody who we already have, we already know EHOB trusts. So it's like, it's not, it's not as hard to just bring somebody in, you know, kind of off the streets, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It had been, you know, we had kind of come to the decision that we were like, well, EHOB is a great vocalist and he's a great bass player. But when he's trying to do two things of, you know, like that at once, it kind of, it was like, we knew that to, to reach that next level of performance that we wanted to, we had to free him up to let that voice
0: be his number one. Boy, you
1: know? front- yeah, to let him do the front man thing. Cause you know, three I mean, we played like a three piece. It was a lot of jams. It was not a lot of talking in between songs, not all there was a lot of singing, but still, um so we had, very like cream. Yeah, it was very yeah, creamish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Really angry cream. Yeah, well, yeah, it, was it was a
2: little <laughs> bit more It was cream, Spicy but, cream. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Spicy cream. I don't know.
0: maybe you guys should have changed your name to spicy cream. <clears throat>
1: but we uh we had been cycling through bass players trying to find like the word like we had put the word out like hey we're looking for somebody and uh we had basically cycled through all of the people that we were uh trying out we were kind of talking through that and then nick hit us up and was like hey is that spot still open we're like yeah buddy come on down (laughs) so he came up and uh we just you know we jammed and it was really tight and awesome and it was like okay <laughs> are you interested he was like yeah are you interested we're like have been bud you're a little late to the party hop yeah. on in <laughs> so so he, he got immediately like you know and it's funny because nick nick is the uh he, he's the odd man out in terms of like musical taste and stuff because we're all rockers metalheads and he's just as much of a rocker and metalhead but he also likes don broco and,
2: uh, oh, wow are some, uh, I mean, he likes a lot, of, he's, he's, he he's likes a lot of alternatives. Yeah. He, he
1: likes, likes a lot of, of like the newer, like he, he really gets off on like all kinds of new pop and stuff yeah. like that. So oh, wow, whenever he writes a song, it definitely sounds like a pop song, but we, uh, <laughs> we, we, I'll, I'll, I'll let you take a guess which song in the EP was uh kick started by Nick. Yeah. Oh, well, so that,
0: that, that has, that has a Nick feel to it. Yeah. <laughs> so your sound is a definite throwback for me and like I said at the very beginning that it sounds like the stuff I was listening to when I was in high school back in the late 80s early 90s is that coming back or, or are you guys one of a few bands doing that in the area or is, is that sound more unique to just you guys because I don't I haven't heard music like that. I mean, it, it, honestly, to me, it sounds like some of the really awesome bands that came out of L.A. back in the late '80s, early '90s, like 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 you, the banner behind you, Guns N' Roses. Yep. Or first of all, I guess I, I want to know is that a is that a trend that's going to be starting back up? And B, how are the audiences responding to you guys when you were out playing? Because <laughs> we've had to stop that for a while.
2: It's a really good question because the, so the first part was like to our, our local scene, I guess it's, it's really, it's two things here. It's like really heavy rock, almost metal okay and, and a lot of metal actually. Um, and then it's, it's country and there's really? a lot of people who, who love rock and roll here. Like P, cause it's a, I mean, Columbus is a very, it's in between, you know, Cincinnati and Cleveland and Pittsburgh. And it's, I mean, it's not, it's not a steel town per se, but it's still a blue collar, you know, kind of like a a hard, you know, I mean, hard, it's cow town. Yeah. It's a cow. Yeah. They up this cow town. So, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, growing city in the middle of a, a farmland. So, right. <laughs> a huge love for rock and roll but not a lot of bands are like playing it there's not a lot of young people who are going out and writing their own songs and doing like the just rock and roll thing it's kind of it's kind of a little bit more on the heavier side
1: okay um yeah a really a lot of really great metal i mean bear tooth came oh, out yeah, of columbus if you're familiar with them they're they're yeah. modern heavy heavy stuff yeah, but yeah. they're like,
2: really star, heavy. star set is another one i guess they're kind of rock and the alternative yeah they're uh, more alternative i uh, think 21 pilots i mean my god oh yeah you know i mean they were they're what 15 20 minutes grew up away from right here you know here we pretty much grew backyard so yeah um so there's a
1: lot going on musically in columbus but not a lot yeah not not a lot of like the the bare bones type rock there's a lot of really cool like alternative there's a band called ldd liberty deep down that's really cool that we like out here and harmless habit which is Nick's other band yeah. <laughs> and
2: uh but uh but that's it man i mean there's not there's not too to, many to young the point of bands. like like the influences like probably where you're getting that gu- the guns and roses thing from is like that's one of E. Hob and nick's like biggest influences are axel and, and duff and like wow. obviously that's just like one of a lot with them like you know Hob yeah. really Michael Jackson and freaking Prince. And like, we all love those, all of those. Oh, artists. I can definitely and,
0: hear those influences in the vocals.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And, and he, yeah. Cause he, he does a lot with his, with his melody. And, and I guess it kind of, cause Tommy and I like come from that old, older school, like almost like late sixties, into the seventies where it's like this, you know, it's Sabbath and Zeppelin and, you know, early, early Van Halen. And like, you know, all that, that stuff. And so I think when we like bring those like influences together, that's kind of like what you get. And I think like that has a definite, you know, natural, I guess, kind of throwback to like, maybe, maybe that late eighties thing. But I, I hear, I, I hear a lot of times people, and this is like, I try to, like Tommy said, like, I try to stay kind of like out of it, but like, I, I hear a lot. It's like, it's, you guys sound like kind of vintage, like seventies, but then also there's this like nineties grunge thing kind of like almost going on. <laughs> interesting and, and yeah, so it's really cool to like hear that there's a little bit of everything. Cause like, that's the honest truth to it is, is like, you know, it's 2020, you know what I mean? Like we've, we, there's so my I mean, my God, like you're talking about 50 years worth of 50 years plus worth of just speaking of our influences and then all the music that's come out since then. Right. That's in movies and American pop culture, like everywhere we're influenced by every it's, you know, you can't get away from those, those songs. So it's definitely we we're we not like thinking like, oh, we have to write like this certain way. It's just it's what we like. We like Tommy likes playing drums that were made in the 70s, you know, or earlier. Uh, I like playing with a certain tone because it's the way that I like to hear my guitar sound. It's yeah. not really like I have to, you know, copy this thing so it's really it's i'm grateful for the fact that a lot that the one thing that stuck out and and the feedback that we've gotten is that it's it's a unique it's it's a unique sound because i think that that's what we're after is we're trying to create our own sound and and have our own brand so to speak because i think at the end of the day that's how you actually build a band that is sustainable and lasts and can grow yep. um to yeah. the way that you want it. To want be true to yourselves you know obviously and create you know something unique and fresh
0: well i think you guys nailed it especially considering the prevailing trends now is it it's straight ahead rock and roll
2: oh yeah absolutely I, yep. there's huge hunger for it oh yes. yeah I, but it, i mean
0: who? Well, here's the thing it, it, it happens it's so cyclical and because if you look at it I, i'd say maybe every 10 to 15 years things just kind of start to cycle Reset. back. Yeah. Cause if you look at the, the concept, just the concept of st- just straight up rock and roll, you look at the seventies and eighties, it was straight up rock and roll meant fifties stuff. You know, Neil Young put out his Neil Young and the blue notes album. Yep. You look at the eighties and nineties when they said straight up rock and roll, it was more bluesy uh, British invasion stuff. Yes. 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 Exactly. Yeah. In the, two, in the two thousands, they said straight up rock and roll. Everybody meant punk. And so now, you know, if you say straight up rock and roll, it's a, the later sound. Like to me, like I said, your sound is more late eighties rock—the it's, it's stuff that came out of, of L.A. and 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 all—and it was that sounds. Especially considering what's popular now, that's straight up rock.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the, and the thing is, I uh, you know, I that's that's what I love about rock music is it's it's had. There's been somebody playing real rock since the day. Yeah. You know, there's all every single decade you can find somebody in there playing rock the way it's supposed to be. Right. And it was explained to me real well one time with the whole grunge thing. Cause I I'm a, I'm a big fan of grunge. I love all the grunge bands. I was raised on it. My dad loved them. And uh, he was like, well, the reason you like grunge is cause they, they're a sixties. Like the whole grunge thing was a sixties throwback. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, dude, look at them. They're rebellious they're super fuck the system they're super raw no overdubs all the weird off notes all the weird yeah, shit everything they left been, yeah, they performed with they performed and... with hardly any stage lights they just walked out in their t-shirts just played it and then wrong. walked off stage. Yeah. Exactly. right and i was like oh my god he was like yeah but they didn't grow up in the 50s they grew up in the 80s so it's just music that was coming out of them in their soul just what they had been influenced by, but they just did it in a, a 60s style. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And that's kind of like where our blend comes in because we we really love and appreciate the music from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, especially. Right. You know what I mean? That's, in my opinion, when it was the most real, the least filtered you know and grunge was kind of a reset to what happened in the late 80s which was like glam and like you know i won't name yeah. any names or anything but we all we all know that story right so it was getting a little inflated grunge came in and popped the bubble I, I won't speak to the music industry nowadays but i feel like uh i feel like it's about time for the bubble to get popped there's kind of that aggression there's and there's kind
2: of there's, kind, ready, there's
1: yeah. kind of like that and that's coming from us because we're we've grown up listening to this stuff and we're like, man, more people in the world need to be doing this. Like we need to go out here and do this the real way, but we got to do it good enough to like prove a point. You know, we got yeah, something yeah. to prove we're, we're the guys who have always been told, wow, that's, that's really weird. You guys don't record with a click. And you know, how are you going to do this? And that's, how just, are you
2: going to make it? That's I yeah. How
1: are that. you going to make it? Not recording to a click. That's not the way the professionals do it. We're like, oh, no, that's, this is our way. <laughs> yeah. This is our way. And, uh, you know, so we, we've fought that fight. Up until we met Greg, up until we met and recorded with Greg Wells, we had fought that fight every
2: single time anyone wow. put a microphone. We had we had never been able to truly like with, I mean, with black coffee, with take one, I feel like we got pretty freaking close. Yeah, we got like we, we didn't record to a click then. it was all the same thing but the songwriting the songwriting is what really set it off and greg is just he's yeah, of there's just this kind of aura about him and i and i think that we we clicked so so well from the from the first conversation that we had with him and it just developed into this awesome relationship and friendship really and and he kind of gave us all the tools that we needed so to speak which really wasn't much i mean it was like at the end of the day this is your, you know, this is your baby. This is what you're doing, you know, because right. we didn't know what to, to expect. We're, we're, you know. Yeah, this is North. the big scary producer in LA that we're getting <laughs> sent by our label to. I'm well, like, oh we, God, I mean, here we, it comes. Like, this is the you, fight that I've
1: been told I'm going to have to uh, go <laughs> My says, whole He says life. It like that. <laughs> and I, No, 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 no I, you know, I was prepared. I was like, oh God, here we go. And we met Greg and I was like, yeah, man. So I play a 26 inch kick drum. He's like, man, that's awesome. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I was like, uh, hold I, up. I, was like wait, I was like, wait a minute. It, it, it doesn't have a hole in the kick drum. He's like, great, great. I bet that thing's awesome. I can hear that on tape. And I was like, who are you? <laughs> and then we, <laughs> and just, It was just open door freedom. Like whatever we, however we wanted to mic things, however we wanted to like, well, he mic'd it. Cause we were like, Hey, <laughs> want to, get, we yeah. want to hear how you sound. Um, but in terms of, in terms of writing and in terms of the way we wanted to play stuff, man it was just like the freest like feeling in the world yeah so
0: how did you guys get hooked up with greg greg wells who's done work with adele 21 pilots deftones how did you guys get hooked up with him and, and how did that whole experience go
2: i that i mean that was uh it's a great question i mean that that was something that kind of, we we had made a, a very like extensive list like and we had like put these names of producers who are like I have no, this guy clearly is not, has no interest in doing our stuff. Right. But we're going to put it on here anyway. We're just boom, 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 just making this list. And then all of a sudden we're like having conversations with these, I guess, out of respect, I won't name names, but like names of somebody that you've mentioned already, you know, in this conversation, flag banner, hanging up in band room. (laughs) And we're
1: all the clues.
2: And so, so, you know, people, people like that. And, one person like had listened to take one and literally had i was so blown away by it that he had literally taken notes of like not just each song but like verse by bar by bar he's like reading he's like man this is what you know he's like man i love it and it was we were just so blown away and greg at the beginning was kind of like this like outlier in a way cuz it was like awesome freaking like bands and, and artists that he's worked with with the names you you named like Katy Perry like all these mega 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 hits. Yeah. And awesome freaking albums they sound like amazing. It's my favorite 21 pi I mean th- that's my favorite 21 Pilots album that they have personally and just from the moment that, that I get I, that we talked to him, you know, cuz he took the call and we were working with, you know with the the little information that we had which was hey we're you know thinking about getting into this deal with lava you know we're a little yeah. we're a little uneasy because like we've we're a rock band we've heard our whole lives getting into to record deals you know as a rock band as a rock is band early it, yeah. on is, is like scary so we're like trying to feel out that but then also like we try we're trying to get somebody on our you know our side here so to speak and and see if, who we want to work with before yeah. we even get in conversation and lo and behold it became this perfect match because not only did we hit it off with greg immediately just in ideals and like what we wanted to do like tommy was saying earlier but greg and lava jason flom you know they had always kind of wanted to work together and it had never really quite worked out oh really um so it was just kind of this this beautiful little kind of it was just, just kind of like happened you know really what i well. mean and, and um and Greg, when he heard, I'll never forget when he and I had a conversation for the first time, it was like, he he said that when we, he heard our album, he like from take one, he was like, man, I've been waiting for ever for years for a rock band to like come about. And that I like actually like really want to work with and to hear that come from him was like mind blowing. Yeah, so that was I like that yeah, I mean, it was, it was awesome. And, and the experience with him couldn't, you know, it couldn't have been, couldn't have been better. It couldn't have been smoother. We got the most amazing sounds that I think we could have ever hoped for. And, you know, obviously you want to strive to make them better, you know, as your career goes along.
0: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. The thing that I'm hearing from you guys is that a lot of What's going on around the band focuses on perfect timing. Everything seems to be yeah. just falling into place, nice and easy, and the timing is just right for everything.
2: Yeah, and my one of the one of my the favorite things I've I've ever been I've ever heard come out of anybody's mouth is that luck is just when opportunity and preparation meet. Yes, you know what I mean it's it's like when you when you you're gonna get that's what i like one thing to tell anybody any like young musician any this like man i can't i can i'm trying to sell the you know tickets to my show that's coming up <laughs> on saturday because we've been there and you got to hit this amount or else the freaking guy who's promoting it's gonna freaking charge, eat you, you. Out, charge you and, and then, then sometimes bit,
1: you like, lose 14 tickets oh, at 25 dollars yeah, a head long. and then you have to pay it yeah. oh i, mean, I really hate that happens don't you justin i hate it and you yeah, have, and it's, it's terrible like,
2: i hate it. just like you have to go through and you have to man keep pushing forward because like yeah. i mean literally you never know what can happen and, and at some point you are going to get your opportunity it's yep. just did you stick with it long enough and are you prepared enough and are you going to be prepared for when it it, it happens and, and we we've still got a lot of miles to go. We talk about, we, I mean, we, we literally talk we, about that we, every we, day. Yeah.
1: We, we, we talk about how we are not, we have not even scratched the surface of, cause I mean, we want to hit the road. We want to go oh, play. Yeah. yeah we
2: want to be at like, at like the end of the tour level. Like when we, when we play our first show, you know, cause, cause like I said, again, this was supposed, you know, we were hoping to get our, you know, sea legs and road legs, you know, so to speak underneath this us and our miles underneath us this year to right. really build up, build up our stage show and, and, our performances and create kind of like a, a standard and keep it growing. So now it's kind of like, it's, it's even made us wanna, wanna want to, want to start off even, even more, Yeah, even more. Cause it's just like, my gosh. Yeah. Cause we are we're also, <laughs> we're also just have, like,
1: it, it's, it's weird because obviously the whole situation with not being able to tour and all that stuff really sucks. But what the one silver lining kind of that's in it for us is that we've had a lot of time to kind of just shut into ourselves and like, figure out little details like figure out little stage show things because you know we were i mean early van halen and acdc we both raised on uh, you know that stuff i was raised on do 80s era aussie like early randy rhodes type year stuff and for me it's like if you could if you could just channel that you know in in the way that we do you know in the same way that we do everything which is kind of the idea we want to go through but obviously we're just going to do it our way and uh, so we've been doing a lot of thinking about silly things like you know, like Light Show and that kind of stuff
2: and, and i think Lord, we've run through different set lists over yeah. our head, I don't know how many times. I mean, like <laughs> this better be the best show. <laughs> like, you know, what I mean it be the best. <laughs> we pre- have put a lot life. of work into this. Yeah. We have thought about a lot of when details you, when you on are this when one. you're getting down to the details of specific bass drum patterns and and, we we, won't we we won't delve into that and make a lot but i'm saying but i'm saying when you have the when you have the when you get to that point it's like okay you've been rehearsing a lot now it's time to go on the road and get your now now it's it's time to stop yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'll leave that
0: so you guys (laughs) you guys used to be called black coffee yes what spurred the name change and why did you pick south of eden well
1: the simplest answer is that we really don't enjoy getting sued okay (laughs) It, i
2: mean it wasn't even that so works much we didn't the, hold on let me finish
1: i'm sorry <laughs> finish. okay so nick uh nick got in the band and it really just felt like a different band like okay. we all just felt like it was just different it was just taking us it, it took us up that platform that we wanted to really go up and we knew we like you know wanted to do that and so it, we were we, we were writing differently we were playing differently we were all that stuff and that was just the general vibe of the band was this changeover period and uh and then uh, there was this other musical artist named Black Coffee. Owns all
2: the copyrights. Uh, well, you can't write Black you Coffee. You can't. It's kind of like an indefi- undefinable term, but it, it's still like when you would go and Google it, it's like, "What? hey, did you know there's a Black Coffee? You know, when you go and tell people it on Spotify, his he, he has all the blue check marks. He's a very, very popular very artist. Pop- he's, he's featured on, on a Drake album. Yeah, and, Drake. And, um, okay. He's big time. Okay. So it was one of the... Like it was a it was a good problem to have because it was like we didn't think that it was going to be a problem you know because we never thought that it would matter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know
0: what I mean well hey, you so, know half of marketing for for bands is all search engine marketing and search engine optimization yep. so I imagine I black coffee would have been a nightmare I, like you'd be like oh. you know spiral ham
2: yeah right exactly just throw it, yeah
1: that hurts me so much though because back in the day uh before the uh, before the internet you know forty years. <laughs> Yeah. Five. I remember those days. Yeah. When, yeah. Uh, when when you could name your band Cream or the right. Doors or well, was, um, the Beatles yes. freaking, <laughs> or the um, Turtles yeah. and get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: well, like, it like it's like the old line of Spinal Tap. You know, we were the originals, but then we found out there was another band called the Originals, and so we had to be the New Originals.
1: <laughs> yeah. We, we heavily, heavily considered the New Originals. Oh, oh, like we. We heavily considered that, but we were like, we can't, people think we're a spinal tap trip. <laughs> yeah. band. Yeah. I
2: mean, we kind of are. Wait, wait listen, we might start that. <laughs> we'll open
0: the, well, original, the, new, the original. new original. That would be amazing. A buddy of mine, his brother's in a band. I, I used to do a sports podcast, and a buddy of mine, Eric, his brother, is an actor out in LA. He used to, I don't know if you guys ever watched Smallville. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his brother was Lex Luthor. So, oh, wow. Yeah. That's all. So he, he's got a band. Lex, um, his name's Michael Rosenbaum. His He had a band. They used to just play around, and they called themselves Shit Sandwich. <laughs> sure. So I th- that was... The, uh, the Rolling of the album, a uh, two-word review, yeah. uh, simply <laughs> sandwich. Shit
1: Sandwich. You
0: can't print that. <laughs> That's you it. can't print that. <laughs> so, so they started to get a little more serious, and they're like, uh, I don't think we can call ourselves Shit Sandwich anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Go by shit sandwich. I don't Got know I think the power play would have been to keep going by shit sandwich.
0: I, that's what I would tell them but they you just know. they change it they shortened it to just the sandwich that's always better <laughs> that's all, that's all that was pretty better. Pretty just, awesome. the name of the band is just sandwich it was for for like a year and then they decided they were going to actually record an album and so they're like I don't think this is the sandwich sounds serious. and it, but, uh, the bassist uh, is a friend of mine named Carl and he, if you guys ever watch the show Ballers on HBO, he played uh, TTD. Oh, okay. shit. So, yeah. He, he, awesome dude, Carl McDowell. So, he's that's awesome. He was the bass or he is the bassist. And uh, so, he's, he's been on the show a couple of times. And, and we were talking, and he's like, I like shit sandwich, man. It, but, like, what's, what's the new name? He's like, they want to call it Left on Laurel. So, that's, I, that's, the, that's actually pretty cool. cool. Yeah. See, I didn't like it's, Basically, it was just directions to his house
2: yeah it, on I that's mean, why that's it's kind cool. Of cool yeah <laughs> we had when we were like going through Nick, we the the road that we recorded take one on is was called no bigsby road and no was spelled n-o-e and you're like that's that's like interest so we were like what if we went by no bigsby we have a song now that's working titled no bigsby we might have just we might actually just keep it that day. yeah yeah we, <laughs> that was definitely written at no bigsby yeah it was it was actually nice but so i that,
0: that's cool so so how did you guys decide on south of eden
2: uh,
1: are, are, we, are we gonna do it
0: i feel like i'm yeah. being set up here
1: well, oh. <laughs> well man you know when i came up with the name me tom mccullough the fourth year when i came up with the name south of eden uh man i mean to put it simply it was like uh it was like 2001 man and that's what was happening
2: at the time i can't do that i can't i can't do that do it if no see because if there were four of us it would be like okay but the the joke is we all claim yeah
1: very fervently that we came up when i came up with the name and then we all just tell like some bullshit story about how
0: (laughs) i have to have all four of you guys on and then i know redo it
1: I don't remember. I don't. I don't. Hurting the four of us together for anything but band it's practice very is hard. very different. <laughs> very very, hard. very Like we're always hanging in two man pairs. You know what I mean? At, at all times, oh, yeah. like two of us are together
2: and the other two are together, like hanging out for doing whatever. And it's always a different group too. It's always like it's it's like <laughs> yeah, the yeah same, but fighting the them three times a week for
1: practice is so, you know, three four
2: times for practice. That's so, hard enough. So
0: Ehab and Nick are doing another podcast right now.
2: They did one earlier. <laughs> earlier this week okay. or early, yeah earlier
0: today <laughs> yeah so i wasn't even wrong holy crap hey
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah they were like hey let's split them let's split them up today are <laughs> we we hung out later <laughs> yeah
0: see you guys got on the better show
1: yeah, yeah you know exactly. what i mean yeah, exactly see, i mean
0: has, who, who, who the hell actually listens to joe rogan anyway
2: <laughs> <Come on>. right
0: <laughs> so, so when you guys go into re- to to record are the songs already written do you guys do a lot of jamming in the studio working things out in the studio or is, are you guys basically pretty much prepared and you know what you want once you get in there
2: well when we when we went into to work on this um album with greg we had allotted how was it three or four weeks of practice for, for in yeah that's a rehearsal yeah so we had this rehearsal space for about four weeks um where we just you know, um, clearly we treated it kind of like a, like a Monday to Friday, like nine to five, you know what I mean? Like right. just kind of go and figure it out. And we had, we had several songs that we had brought with us. Um, and several songs that we brought with us didn't particular didn't end up on the album, but the majority of the ones that we knew were the strongest wound up on it. So it's probably, I'd say probably like, I'd say half the album was written before we got there. And we wrote a lot while we were, while we were also there. Like we wrote full songs while we were there. Oh, cool. um, so it's, it's a very, it's like a combination. And obviously the songs like grew and took new forms. So like every song, like probably changed a little bit, like maybe a chord, you know, change here or there. Um, but it was just may you know, adding more flavor to the songs and making them, you know, is it's like the songwriting thing, you know, is the more we play, the better, the better that we, you know, feel like we get as songwriters. Players, so it's a feeling out process, and we just kind of yeah, like I said, use those four weeks to get together and come up with the best tunes that we possibly could have. And we came up with almost like twenty songs. Oh wow! And we kind of narrowed them down and narrowed them down and narrowed them down, and we wound up like recording twelve or thirteen. And but, then we called that down. And, that. and then we cut. Yeah, we wound okay. up going with two albums. So we've got some starters, and and honestly, like. We write so much to where that's it's, it's like we've we've written more stuff that we're even more excited about. Like even within the last couple of months, you know, that's even awesome. the last. So,
1: yeah, we're always writing. There's never a time when we're not writing. It's just when we go into the studio. Well, I mean, the one time that we've been in the studio where we've had the time allotted to be able to be like, okay, we're gonna take four weeks. Yeah, nine we're, to doing five. Day, we're doing nothing else every day. This is what we do for yeah. a job. Now we're um, musicians. Yeah, <laughs> we for a
2: month.
1: <laughs> But the uh, the the thing that that did is it just kicked the the songwriting into overdrive. OK. Yeah. And then one of, one of the great things that Greg did, actually, I'm going to credit him with this, is he just kept the ball rolling on songwriting. He wasn't oh. like, OK, yeah. let's pick 8 Don't take oh, too much. Yeah, yeah let's much let's time. pick eight, you know, or 10 that we're going to take into the studio and let's rehearse those for a yeah. week. He was like, no, rehearsal is writing. So we would go in every day and we we would we, I mean we obviously ended up running all the songs like yeah. pretty often. You get a couple you get a
2: couple days beforehand and you hammer and you just you just uh, do nothing but play them through. Yeah, but. but he we had
1: like like Justin said between the songs we wrote before we got there and the songs that we had after, we had somewhere around like 20 songs. Oh wow. And he was just all the way up until 3 days before he was like let's just keep running all of them. Every single one of the 20, let's just cycle them through every couple of days we'll run every, you know. And uh so we did that and then about like like Justin said, like about three days before we were like, okay, here's like the twelve or thirteen that we're like really gonna do for real. Okay. And so then we spent those days jamming those, but still by the time we went to the studio, man, we weren't like a hundred percent on we were still writing in the studio. Wow. You know what I mean? Which I which I think was Greg's intention. Yeah. You know? Because <laughs> that's how you keep things real free-spirited and real open to change and messing around with it is right then you know
0: so is is the songwriting really collaborative between the four of you guys or is somebody just bringing in a song and saying hey this is this is what i want to hear
2: it's totally it's completely collaborative you know there'll there'll be guys like a lot of times ehab will come with like a skeleton basis and then we'll kind of sit around learn it, you know, add maybe a verse, add bridges, hey, maybe we switched this around here, add the, you know, what what if you did this? Stuff like that. So there's always, you know, there's you know, songs that I, you know, it's vice versa. It happens all the time. And and I think that every guy kind of gets his licks in, so to speak. So there's always like really nobody's stepping on each other's toes. We always give each other the freedom to, to talk and do what they do best. I mean, you know, Tommy was even, you were the one that probably, I mean, eHop writes 90% of the lyrics, but you're you're the one that kind of, he actually helped with lyrics. Sometimes. Yeah,
1: I'd, I'd, I don't help whatsoever with notes, progressions. I don't know what those are. I couldn't name a scale. So yeah. I'm just, I, that's the string department. I don't go there. So I do drums. I do drums, and I help write poems. Now you'll notice yep. what I said there. Yep. I don't help. I I kind of help with melodies, but I write poems. So I can I can help with uh, I can help with a rhyme or two if I need to. But that's other than that, I stick strictly
0: to my drums. So. <laughs> so the EP is is out. When is the full length coming out?
2: Mm, hopefully, we're kind of we're shooting for by the end of the year. Okay, you know that all just ultimately turns into and some change yeah. <laughs> so you know thing like show business like yeah. the end of the year beginning of next year you okay. know is i think i think you won't be waiting much much past february oh awesome. yeah um,
0: is it going to be completely different songs from the ep or is it gonna is the ep just like a, a teaser for the album
2: yeah the ep was more or less more or less treated as as exactly right a teaser and appetizer essentially for the 10 song album so the four songs that you have on the ep will be as is on the record and there'll be six new songs that you haven't heard yet
0: i've i've heard rumors of you guys doing like an audio slave and an elvis cover is that uh, accurate <laughs>
1: Hey, oh see, see, he's, see so, he's
2: got so, some inside information all right yeah because we, we premiered the uh, we, the audio we played show me how to live we did it live um at Jovier's sonic lounge studios in columbus <laughs> A months ago, uh, as part of kind of uh, a little bit of a lot of stuff that we were doing in yeah, there, at the time, just it was it making was a, use of our extra time on our hands. Yeah. Okay, well, well, we did not know ones. that that somebody knew about Ooh. the uh, Elvis so, cover. So, uh, who, so, 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 sir, who'd you hear that? I. <laughs> who,
0: who, <laughs> who'd who you get that who, who, just Who's next? You have to ring. <laughs> Let's just say I, I heard it on uh, an interview somewhere.
1: Oh, oh, okay, so oh right, that, that was E. Howard.
0: <laughs> so you immediately,
1: just say yeah. Okay. <laughs> but,
0: so yeah, it's- I was going to ask if there's a if if you guys have a, a whole bunch of covers, or there's the only two, and are, are they actually going to be coming out at all? Or-
1: uh, Miss Mr. M- Mr. Young, okay, yeah. please, Miss McCullough. Uh, as as Mr. Young's attorney at law, uh, I'm informing him that he is not allowed to speak right now. Okay. okay. Uh, audio <laughs> obviously- like something to do with elvis maybe we just drew a picture of him you know <laughs> okay i don't know uh beyond that unfortunately is classified top secret my dude i can understand Or uh, classified top secret who knows who may have leaked what uh but <laughs> <laughs> there's a leaker
2: in the system somewhere
1: as of right now he those or she will be found those fail. are classified code one so <laughs> we will uh, We'll keep those as surprises for you guys.
0: So perhaps the Elvis cover was just you drew a copy of a cover of one of Elvis's albums.
1: Boom! Hey, that is an Elvis cover. Your words, not mine. (laughs) Burn off our (laughs) fingerprints. We're good. good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You guys are still writing, and and do you guys get the chance to actually play together often with all the uh, COVID nonsense going around?
2: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're like practically like living together. You know what I mean? Like, so we're, we're around each other every day. I mean, we're, when we, we, as it is, we're kind of like so busy with our work schedules, you know, cause we're, we're all working, you know, we're not making a whole lot of money off of this right now, not touring. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, that we are, we all, we all kind of individually just naturally keep our, a tight knit, you know, as it is, you know, with our families and stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of, I think like everybody's been doing, just communicating like, like, Hey, you know, such and so, you know, whatever. And, and, you know, there was like, there was a time a couple weeks ago where I had a sinus infection, had to call off (laughs) work, you know, and I went and, and and all clear, you know, all, all, you know, everything came back negative. Thank God. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah so you know we're, we're doing the best that we can with everything I think like like everybody else and we're practicing you know three three or four times a week and because like I said we just really we're playing um a show on uh, Saturday October 3rd um in our hometown in Columbus at Flanagan's Pub and um it is uh yeah it's it's really exciting because we we sold it out and we're considering doing um adding a second date to it we're just so excited to kind of play for our fans again and it's it's um you know it's going to be a totally socially distanced concert it's going to be you know okay. you know very safe for everybody you know we want everybody not only to feel safe but like comfortable you know what i mean i know right. that everybody there's you know kind of the two sides of it you know there's a lot of people who are really amped up and really want to get out and and just live like normal i think everybody wants to do that and then yeah. there's also we're you know, at a higher risk than, than certain others. And some people, you know, people who, you know, feel more seriously about it, you know, as well. So it's, it's like, we want everybody to, to feel comfortable when they're there and can just sit down and, and listen to music and not have to worry about anything else.
1: Yeah. We want, we want this, you know, we want this show to basically be the escape from all of this shit. Cause that's a, that, that's another good, uh, I think I've mentioned it three times. You can see if my dad it was pretty influence on me. Um, Yeah. I, He used to talk about, you know, in the 80s, he was like, man, he was like, it was tough living through, you know, the the mid 80s and stuff. You know, there's nukes, there's Soviets, there's are we going to go to World War Three, the world's on fire, gas shortage, the whole nine. And he's like, but dude, for two hours, when you went to a Dio concert, you just got drunk and watched kick ass rock show. You forgot about the Soviets and the nukes and all the bad shit and just jammed, had a good time. And that's, uh, you know, as, as, as good of a job as we can do of, of having that be the release, uh, that's what we're, we're trying to go do. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, you know, social <laughs> mass, that kind of stuff, just so everybody can kind of try to forget about this for a little while and just jam out.
0: Well, that's fantastic. I mean, that's what I think everybody needs at this point. So you guys have shared the the stage with some pretty sweet bands. I mean, look, so you, you shared bills with puddle of mud, red sun rising, you played Sonic Temple and the Epicenter. What's uh, give me? Do you guys have any, uh, a particularly favorite story from the road?
2: Oh,
0: uh, yeah, a couple. But that, that you would I, like I to my, share that without lawsuits.
2: you have one story for sure in particular, and there's def- and It's great to get two perspectives of it because it's a pretty, it's a pretty good story. But you go, you go first with yours because that's really the only one that I have. That's like, that's like, <laughs> what else am I? You
1: know what I mean? So, so we're, we're standing there. Me, E-Hub, my girlfriend, Alyssa and his girlfriend, Katie, where are we at? Epicenter
2: North okay. Carolina. Okay. I was just making sure band. we're talking about the same thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Okay. So we're standing there watching the Foo Fighters. It's like, Sunday night. So this is, we had, we had played on Saturday. So this was like our day off. We were like going, going to watch the bands and stuff. And this was a very Foo Fighters last band of the whole weekend. Yeah. Nice.
1: So watching them jamming out and we get a call from our uh, photographer, John, who, you know, you, if you have watched interviews with us, you've every one of them filmed by him.
2: You know he's, he. did the uh, Dancing with Fire music video. He was okay. kind of like also like our acting tour manager at the time as well. He's worn a lot of hats.
0: Cool. Him. Cool. Okay.
1: Yeah, he's been there since day about two weeks. Yeah,
2: he's he's wow. been there. Negative two weeks, probably. Yeah, he was probably <laughs> in it before. Literally,
1: <laughs> he was like, he was like, I feel like there's a band that's gonna be great.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> we love John. We just shit on him, uh, but so he calls me. He's totally freaking out. He's like, yo, Justin is in a fist fight right now. There's there's some stuff you
2: guys gotta get here. So we of course go trotting on I am not a fighter at all. At, i oh. i I had one fight before this. it was in the seventh grade.
1: Oh. Okay, like I I don't fight anymore. I'm I mean, loving how to fight. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> uh so they had in the in the meantime, they had moved the bus to a different location that was in like they had gotten a pass from somebody and went in like the vendor area. We had
2: to we had to go through like so much security just to get to where we like to that point like we got through so much security to get to where we were at like we were behind the main stage and where all the other vendors were like he said and there was no security yeah. anymore because you were that you had went through all the security at that right,
1: point right, okay. so we
2: go taking off running and there's like three checkpoints
1: like of security before you get to this parking area none of us have passes okay. So me and Ehab are just like jogging and they're like, Hey, you got to stop. We're like, no, we got to go. <laughs> so the first one got us stopped pretty good. And we were like, they like, were like, Hey, no, if you go past here, we're going to tase you. Like don't go past here, But like, you aren't allowed. We're like, Oh, so we were like, no, seriously, we're in a band. We played here. Blah, blah, blah. Our friends in a fight, we got to go. And just thank God that one of those security guards was just like, all right man you're cool just go ahead we we, we believe you we're like boom we just we just split we were on his we were running because that was like the second to last one we were splitting and then there was this last guy just sitting like on a chair outside the one fence and we just went (laughs) straight back and he literally looks up from his phone and he's like all right whatever so by by the time we get there the, the dude has been thoroughly ass kicked by the police and other people and uh justin (laughs) justin is sitting in uh one of the trailers like this rv kind of rv uh, trailer thing that our friend owns and he's got like a bag of peas on his wrist and his eye is just like and there's somebody like butterfly bandaging his eye together so we're like okay we need to figure out what went down i was told that uh somebody was trying to break into the trailer
2: next to where our bus was parked this um, happened. This is not. I was told this actually happened because yeah, yeah. you remember this part. Well, yeah. Basically, what happened was is that we were Nick, Nick and John and I were the only three of our like little group, and we were hanging out on some and Matt of the rock. No, Matt t- was with us. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. Right, Matt was us john our photographer had known some of the um rock tenders that were working that week and he had shot them in, in calendars um and magazine shoots and all, all different sorts of things so we were hanging out with them and all of a sudden one of the so we're the only three guys hanging out with a lot of girls and one of the girls comes running on i'm just painting this picture just because like of to give you the <laughs> That's idea. The funny it well, well right but i mean to give you the idea of this of, the, of the, what happened the, one of the girls came comes running in on the rv and just screams bloody murder somebody's on our rv broke into they're stealing all of our stuff we gotta go we gotta go wow. being the only men in sight you're like <laughs> okay here well, we go I gotta get up time right, so, to go to work so i and, and <laughs> <He> literally cracks <laughs> up right, right yeah yep, yep. Go. so i lead the charge because i was of, <laughs> i was of course you know i was uh i was helped by other substances like i suppose well at, at that at that point <laughs> i was i was rearing to go courage baby and courage and and and, uh so sure sure enough i go turning the corner and there's another in an identical rv right there and there's another female now is outside screaming bloody murder pointing into the rv i'm like okay here i go so i go into the rv (laughs) and there's this just very much taller than than myself man okay (laughs) who is also bigger than me like more mass very I'm like I don't stand a chance here but luckily enough for me his back was turned to me and he had who I thought was our photographer John Payne pinned to the ground because I heard this man another man's voice on the ground and it sounded to me like John and at that moment like it would like I almost like don't remember it basically i i grab i remember grabbing him by his shirt and getting him to the point where he was in the the stairway of the rv and he was kind of like holding his hands up trying to keep himself in so i just took my like my leg my foot and freaking kicked him out and then nick he the way that nick <laughs> always tells the story he's like at that point, we're waiting on the RV just outside of the RV to see what's happening. And he always says that I apparently Superman punched off of like, almost like WWE style, like off of the top rope. Like, but I was at the top of the RV steps and I just kind of come flying out and, and 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 Superman punched him. And so, but probably didn't land that, 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 fucking got he got, he got me one time pretty good. And then the guy that, that wound up, I wound up getting up off the ground was um, the um, rock tenders. He was like basically their their boss, their like manager, the guy that was paying for them to get all, he was driving them all around. And like, wow. so it, it wound up being a good thing that we were there. And the, the anyway, they, we all got separated. They pinned the guy down or whatever. The crazy thing was, is that this guy um, had been hired like earlier that week to work as security.
0: Oh, wow! and he,
2: he was wearing a black security, like, you know, white security shirt. Yeah. And like everybody else was wearing that night. And I guess the, the word was, is that he never showed up to work on the first day. And this was at the end of the weekend at the end of the night, Sunday night. So I'm thinking to myself, like, was he literally doing this the entire week? Going through looting, you know, shit through through RVs or vendor RVs and stuff, and we just happened to—he found the wrong place at the wrong time, <laughs> yep, yep. the very last. And um, luckily, they got their stuff. They, there was—I mean—he had bags full of stuff. I mean, it was crazy. Wow. So it was, uh, yeah. That was, and then that's when they—they—it was so funny from my perspective too, because at this point, it was all you know, dusted settled. What you know, they're the cops writing their reports and stuff, <laughs> and I'm sitting up on the RV, and I'm like you Know, tell I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, I'm whatever. And I'm and I had actually broken my wrist, so oh, like, uh, yeah, this is a whole other side, so- yeah. The entire album that we uh, um recorded, recorded in LA, I recorded on a broken wrist. We'll get to that in a second, anyways. So, so wrist is broken. John's really concerned about my eyes, like, no, dude, you don't understand your eye. I got a butterfly in your eye, and I'm like, yeah, but my wrist really hurts, man. I don't like. <laughs>
0: I'm that bad, but like, I don't have to. Yeah, I don't have to use my eye to play guitar. So
2: right? Yeah. Solos. So, so like, I essentially at the end, of, my perspective was I'm sitting there and and all this is happening, and then I see them, Ehab and Tommy like running in like ready for a fight. Like what? Like and then it was like all over with at that point. Yeah,
1: because me and Ehab were and, and Matt, me oh, yeah I mean, you, because oh, yeah, our Matt, roadie yeah. Matt was
2: with us. They were was, all ready to go, man. We
1: were ready to go. Do we rolled in there all three of us because we're like, well, we're in I won't say we're the beefcakes here. Well, today, you, you but, would
2: probably last but,
1: more than me. Clearly, I broke <laughs> my... Rib. But me and e have are always the ones that tie on the arm wrestling contest. <laughs> except for yeah. John. John Monster. And John. And John has crazy, an arm of concrete. The
2: crazy thing... Yeah, John is the one person that, like... Didn't throw do, No, but you do not want to fuck Damn with him it, because he is like the he's he would uh, he'd kick oh, any yeah. of our asses. Yeah, we is... could all try to try. He to fight was an Junk, iron but, worker, yeah, no, and no, no. a roofer. yeah. Oh, yeah. Kick, yeah. So, so, but he <laughs> goes and takes like a two-minute phone call—the freaking thirty seconds that it takes for this to happen. I'm like, come talk about timing. Gee. So, flash forward a week later, we're supposed to freaking open up the main stage at Sonic Temple. Yeah, because this our, was an epicenter, and one week later we were supposed to play at Sonic. Okay. And we were going. Yeah, and okay. I have a broken freaking wrist. I go and confirm clean break. I'm like, well, that sucks. So you know, I'm like, all right, weighing my options and and get through what I need to get. Thank God. I mean, somehow it like wasn't in. It, it was just enough to like really get by, and like the people that I that I respect like some of like my peers i'm like hey listen like was i fucking just so bad and they were like no dude like i didn't i didn't really particularly i know i was not at 100 percent yeah but thank was god. i bad enough to be a stinker yeah, yeah thank god it was left hand If it was my if it was my fretting hand there would have been no way yeah but thankfully i was able to strum and essentially like after that it was what it was literally like three weeks later we were going to la to to wow. Rehearse and record, and so I'm like going to going to doc, and I'm like, you know, hey, you know, he he's like, you're gonna need surgery, like you're gonna, it's gonna need to be repaired, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I'm like, okay, well, can't do that just yet because there's like all the you know recovery time, cast, all that stuff, right? You know, there's getting into, you know this everybody's schedules. There's just so I'm like, okay, so will you make me like a, like a really heavy duty splint or something easy that I can like take on and off and basically give me support throughout the day. And then when I need to play and record instead, and he did. And basically for, I, li- I lived with that for probably like two, I didn't have the surgery until like mid August. So it had, it had been broken for a solid two months before I had the surgery. Wow. Yeah, it was it was something. It that's, was something else. Oh
0: my gosh, man, that that's a hell of a story.
2: Yeah, yes. that's, that's the best that's the best road story we got. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's our.
0: That's, that's we'll so be here worst. till Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, man, I've kept you a while. Thank you so much for joining me and, and telling me of these awesome stories. Tell me about how the, how the band works because that's always fascinating. How as a non-musician to learn how bands work because they're all different.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Every band and everybody, everybody has their own vibe and their own juju and the way that yep. they do it. And hey. that's great. for Podcasts like this, honestly, because it's like getting to be, I mean, i getting to listen to, to people talk and getting to know who they are as people is, is crucial. Yeah. That's crucial. That's,
0: that's what I love doing. I love finding out about, well, first of all, new bands like you guys and finding out what's behind some of the albums that I love cause I, I've, I've been lucky enough to have some pretty freaking awesome people on this show. Like sometimes I'm blown away by some of the people I've been lucky enough to have on here. Is there a, well, I know there's gotta be, what is the social media presence for you guys? How can people follow you and, and keep track of what you're up to, Wh- which may or may not include drawings of Elvis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> of Elvis album covers. Exactly. Facebook, South of Eden, Instagram at South of Eden. It's, uh, it's band.
2: A, they're all, yeah, it's at South of Eden band or the handles. And then our, our merch is going to be, um, at, um, district uh, slash South of Eden. Um, and then obviously you can stream our EP anywhere that you stream music. Um, Spotify, Apple, um, Amazon music, um, I'm Pandora. know I'm going to leave so many out YouTube. There's, there's yeah, so yeah, wherever you stream music, you can find South of Eden. EP is called the talk. The talk. Yes.
0: It's awesome. And I, I loved, it. I've been listening to it. I've been streaming it since you guys sent, be the link. And it's just, it's awesome. It just, like I said, many, many times this episode, it just kind of brings me back to being in high school, the, the, the prevailing sounds of that time. And it's just, it's, it's like comfort food. It just makes me feel good.
2: Great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we want to, you know, like Tommy said earlier, play the music that we kind of grew up you know loving and and just like you you know like we were inspired by all those bands man and you know we're just you know super fortunate and lucky to to have this you know this opportunity to go and play these songs alive hopefully in the near future and and you know put out more music that hopefully beats this and we're we're, yeah we're we're really excited yeah because we've got six more songs that to add on to this and there's like I think about some of those songs. I'm like, oh, oh, I, can't, yeah, I can't wait to can't put some, because, because we didn't, we definitely, we, uh, we, we tried to, to give, you know, make the EP, like the, the, you know, kind of make pick four songs that are the most different from each other. You know what I mean? And yeah, kind of yeah. give it a very broad spectrum and a taste of what the whole album is. And, and, um yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, and when you, when you hit the
1: whole album, that's another thing just to end it on. I think it's just one more thing that, uh, we don't see enough of today as bands putting whole albums together, you know, cause we know how people listen to music for 23. We know how the world works, but still just to put that little, like we're, we're tearing it and setting it up so that it feels not similar to the EP, but it gives you that same ride, yeah. but just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's gonna, everything we you're got. You're
2: going to be able to, if you want to put the album South of Eden, if you want to drop it on vinyl and hear the actual tape that, you can hear in the recording that because we recorded the tape like if you want to have that experience it's it's awesome
1: that's what because we all love that experience we all do that because we're geeks and we know it and i'm okay with being a nerd yeah (laughs) Uh, me too But you know what (laughs) i mean i amen to that so i so we just we always want to be sure that you know any music that we release in any way that somebody can put it on and listen to it as we would want to and still get that experience
0: well as a consumer i appreciate that and as a fellow music geek I appreciate it so thank you guys
2: thank you dude thank Thank you you for listening and liking it man it means a lot